Have you heard about Bulletproof? I've heard about them for years. I love coffee and highly recommend Bulletproof for your coffee needs. Bulletproof offers ground, whole bean, and even pods for their coffee. Bulletproof is so much more than just a coffee place. It is a way of life. Bulletproof is functional nutrition here to prove that better is closer than you think. They reimagine nutrition with science-backed and thoroughly sourced ingredients to create quality additions to your daily wellness routine. Whether you're supplementing your vitamin intake or refueling your workout, Bulletproof can help you discover what better feels like. Help support the Block Party and find out what Bulletproof is all about with the affiliate link below. I'm Bearded Sloth, and now I gotta go eat my Bulletproof coffee. party of minecraft podcast episode 77 we're your host bearded sloth and little c today we have a questionable show for y'all we are pre-recording this episode that's right today's show includes special guest max podkidkin from bisect hosting let's go check out the blockpartymc.com to enjoy our content including our amazing youtube channel our bedrock add-on packs all the ways to listen and so much more well, hi, Max. Welcome to the block party. Uh, thanks, guys. How's it going? Thank you for having me. It's going great. We love having you. We love having a guest. This is kind of new to us to have a remote guest on. So thank you for being here and reaching out to us. Yeah, no no problem. I'm uh, excited to be the first. Glad I know we had some technical difficulties on my end and your end getting started. So, But that's, I think, pretty normal when it comes to these things. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm so happy we got it figured out, though. Little C, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I, I pulled a bearded sloth today. I didn't have my laptop plugged in, so it just died when we were trying to test stuff. So that's fun. Yeah, and is your mic on? And all the things that our <laughs> listeners are well aware of our podcast and the problems that occur. All right, Max. So what are you all about? Most people probably have not heard your name. No, definitely not. Um, I'm hoping people heard of our company bisect hosting i think we're fairly known in a community um we work with a lot of content creators do a lot of sponsorships um but yeah we started in 2011 all started because i had a minecraft server we kind of went through different hosts we anywhere from shared hosting had a vps server dedicated server our own hardware that we hosted and collocated and issue has always been with support um especially back then because minecraft was fairly new like none of these hosting companies could offer you any assistance so i decided i talked to now andrew now my business partner but i met him on my minecraft server um that's a whole nother story he lives in the uk actually i was like hey let's try doing this ourselves i think we can do a better job i think definitely could do better things with customer service like which i've always been just a big fan of in general and that's been like our number one focus since and i you know still think we're the best at it because everyone can have anyone can buy the same hardware you know use the same data centers same backbone like internet providers and so on but being able to help uh your customers is i think i think where we shine and it sets you apart from the others then so is that pretty common that you use 
all these hosting companies are pretty much the same as far as hardware and stuff? It will vary. Obviously, it's, I would say mostly yet because it, obviously things change because, you know, every so many years we'll completely either upgrade our equipment or we'll slowly, slowly start introducing new equipment. Cause I mean, you guys know like everything like intact, like things change so fast. So I feel like it's, it's mostly on the same level, but you know, the different hosts will have different equipment. Some will have new equipment for a while, but no one's going to always have the newest equipment because someone else will eventually, you know, upgrade their servers before, and then they'll have the newest equipment. So I don't think it's a race, but it, you know, I think customer support and everything else is where we shine, especially with Minecraft, because what makes Minecraft great is also what makes it difficult to host to those who are not familiar with hosting that have never done it uh, because you have a game that is made by one studio then you have server software for it that made by you know you have spigot and then you have paper they all you know you could debate which one's better but then one of them has dozens of developers that contribute to it the second one has dozens of developments that contribute to it then you have plugins on top of that and each plugin has, you know, a couple developers and tons of contributors sometimes. And then you have mods, then mod packs, and like you just start branching out. And then when you look at it, you have so many people involved. So things will 100% break. It's amazing yeah, that-, that allows it. Like Mojang, you know, allows all this customization and modding, which I think is the only reason it's popular and still here today. That's what made it the, you know, world's best selling game. Uh, like the, the community and the modding aspect of it, but but that's also what makes it very difficult for those that never dealt with it before. I can definitely see on the your side of things how complicated that could be for your customer support and everything like that. You have to know all these things about all these plugins and all this if something goes wrong, and I'm sure you have all kinds of people coming to you that have no idea what they're doing and are trying to learn from you too. Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things that we try to educate. We we also got much better, you know, when we started. Again, it's you know, I never had a company before. It was like a learning process. So even hiring people, it's you know you think it's fairly easy process, but it's not. Like it took us, I think you know, many years to get really good at it to find staff that are really really good. I feel like every time we hire somebody new. They're like, you know, we're doing like a better and better job of like vetting, making sure they're like great for uh, not only just like dealing with customers, but also how much they know. But also, obviously, there's a lot of training involved. But we also, with our support, we try to not only, we don't want to be like, hey, this is, uh, this is, we did something to your server, try now, see if it's working. Like I, we always like tell, you have to educate. Because if, if if you're just doing it for the customer, they're not going to know what happened, what the issue was, and so on. Like, we want to educate because at the end of the day, like, one, yes, it's like, then it's easier for us because, you know, they potentially will not make any more tickets or they'll know how to fix something or two, but also two, um, they'll enjoy it a lot more because if they're actually having fun and not struggling on hosting your server, they'll have fun and then they'll keep the server, play with their friends, family, or, you know, do whatever they want to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. I didn't ever thought of that. You're trying and you're not just a hosting company at that point, especially once you get as big as Bisect is, 
as you have so many people coming to you for things, especially in Minecraft, because there's so many different things and nobody is the same within the Minecraft. Every server is different in a way of how they run. So there's a lot of that smaller stuff that I never thought it would be that big of a deal. Like, oh, it's just a plugin. But when you think of it as the back end, and I'm not a back end guy of coding or anything. So that's really surprising to hear the things like there's all these developers working and I never thought of that. There's so many different developers making all the pieces to the puzzle, you could say. And I that's a really interesting idea yeah. to me. Yeah, I definitely had that problem when we started hosting our server, for sure, is just learning. I had no clue what I was doing. We actually started with Bisec and, you know, it. I was lost completely, you know, and we got it figured out and I've learned and now I'm coding add-on packs and installing them and things like that. And I was just running Bedrock server, not even getting into the Java and major mod stuff going on. Max, so we always have our listeners. The listeners are the main part of what makes our show so great. They do the work for us, mostly. It's amazing. We don't have to do anything. So we have a bunch of listeners and we reached out to them and told them who was going to be on our show. And that's you, Max. So we're going to read those questions from our listeners right now. And if you've already covered something, that's fine. We'll move on from it. But I'm just going to read it word for word on what they said. Let's go. All right. The first one comes from U.S. Roadhog. And he has several here. So I'm just going to read them all and then I'll let you talk for a while. How's that? Okay. Was hosting servers a business idea or just a hobby when you first started? What server specs are important for what aspects of smoothness? How did the GPU prices in 2021 affect you? What CPUs do you use? AMD, Epic, Intel, Xeon, Intel Core, or otherwise? Do server motherboard manufacturers usually upgrade to newer equipment, or are they generally behind the gaming PC industry? If so, do you upgrade right away? Uh, so like I mentioned earlier, it's started, I guess like at the very beginning, it started as a hobby because when I originally had my server, it's, it was the only reason because I used to play in some other server. There were issues. It went down, you know, after like a day or two, like I've always loved technology and just like tinkering with like stuff on the computer online and so on. Like if, if I'm, Ever since like I got my first computer, I think like if I'm at home and I'm not eating, sleeping, or like watching TV or something, like I'm on a computer. Like there's not right. do literally not doing anything else, and it's been like that, you know, since as long as I can can remember. So then naturally, I was like, oh, like I wonder what it takes to host my own server. So I looked into it. It used to be like very simple, you know, you download uh, Craft Bucket at that time run a small script that starts the server and it runs in your PC. Then I quickly learned that my upload connection back then, you know, now 11 years ago did not support more than like two people without lagging. Right. Um, So then I, you know, got a shared server and then we went from there, you know, had that server for a while. And then, like I said, we started to have issues as we kept upgrading to different uh, hosting types. And I never knew what I wanted to do with like for work. It took me a very long time to like finish college. I took many breaks, went like halftime and 
was never really a, a great student because I was like never really interested in school because the a couple came into uh, that brother yeah very true <laughs> except like couple classes that were like seemed very interesting to me but which were real estate related so I always enjoyed that um still do like I think very popular with everybody now browsing Zillow for no reason at all <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah but yeah so never knew what to do and I was like but I always wanted to have something of my own. My business partner, actually, he's our CTO, and he was planning on going to school for computer like programming, uh, software engineering, whatever. I was like, hey, I'm like, you know, this side really well. Like he he knew Linux and all that, which I did not at all. So I'm like, let's try this into a business. Uh, I had a credit card to Newegg, Newegg.com. And I was yeah. like, I have this credit card. I think it has like a, <laughs> a $5,000 limit or something. I'm like, let's just buy a bunch of hardware and see where it goes. He's like, that's like a ton of money. He's like, what if you lose it? I'm like, I'm like, it would suck, especially back then. But I'm like, I don't think it's going to ruin my life. But I'm like, what, you know, what if it succeeds and, you know, took the risk and here we are today. So it started as a hobby, turned into a business idea. And then, you know, like now we're like one of the largest hosting companies for uh gaming servers which is that's absolutely cool. amazing how you just started off you you just had issues with and you said you had upload issues that's something we definitely deal with here in the studio our internet and stuff but you overcome that and you just start a company that's how you overcome yeah. it. i i love it, that. that's an amazing story it's scary and i always like if if i talk to somebody and they're like oh i have this idea blah 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 i'm like if I'm like, just try it. I'm like, you, you, you don't know. Like, it's very scary, and you know, like, there's a lot of hesitation. But if you don't actually try, you don't like. Do you want to always be asking yourself, what if? Obviously, you know, make sure to do it. Where if I lost all that money and it wouldn't, you know, I would have a bunch of credit card debt because back then, like, there's, it would took me a very long time to pay it off. I would still be able to, like, I was living at home, so like, it's not like I couldn't pay rent or. Uh, right. whatever um but still i think you know sometimes it's definitely worth taking risks yeah that's awesome that's an amazing story really i i love that where you just you have a problem so to overcome it you build a business that's kind of how we actually own another business a retro video game business and i really didn't have any money so i wanted to sell like an old nintendo or something and so we put it on eBay and it sold right away. And I'm like, oh, there's a business there. All I wanted to do was buy a different video game. That's really was my goal. I so that was my problem. And then we became yeah. a business after that. It's so fun how that kind of stuff is. It's so cool to see how either you take a big risk and there's tons of stories, don't get me wrong, of people who fail, but there's plenty more that succeed. And it's really just taking that risk and just going for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think a lot of like great, I mean, when you think of pretty much any huge company or even smaller companies that are successful, most of them, whoever started it, like they saw a problem that needed a, either a solution or to make things much, much easier. And that's, you know, and that's how, how, how it involves. Like you kind of just have to see what, you know, what's what's needed out there, which is, pretty hard i mean like part of me feels you know uh i don't want to say like oh i had this idea like i'm I'm the best like you know part of it there's certainly i think luck to it like right place at the right time but you know it 
still, still have to look for these opportunities, take the risk and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's going to give it to you. You got to go make it happen, right? Yep. So uh, now I, he has a bunch of things here, just the details. I, he wants to know I the got details. Them written down, so. <laughs> so awesome. Great. So for the service packs, um, yeah, so it depends what game. Like you guys are mostly Minecraft podcasts. So for Minecraft, I, obviously, especially with uh, newer and newer versions of Minecraft, like it just became a ram hog. You know, before you could run, uh, I remember the days were like for when Technic uh, launcher and like Technic, uh, all the oh, mod packs on there yeah. were like really popular. And all you needed is like three gigabytes for a modded server back then, I think. And it was, it would run fine. Um, right now, we don't even rec, like for 1.9, we don't even recommend having vanilla or, you know, spigot paper on three gigabytes. Like we were like, like minimum four because it's just, you know, there's so many things been added to the game. I think we all know there's, I think in the recent updates, there's been a little bit more focus on performance, but you, you know, in the last few years, when you think about it, it seems like they just kept adding it and stuff. And then there's been like more and more issues, especially with performance that haven't been addressed. Right. So yeah. So I think for Minecraft Ram there for some games, it could be like more of a CPU user. And then some games that are just like arc it's, it, it uses, we don't, we don't like advertise because we just like basically give everybody as much space as need as far as like disk space. But like Arc uses a, a ton of uh, disk space. I think it's like nearly forty gigabytes or something. Um, oh wow! For, for wow. every single server, yeah, it's it's a ton. That's uh, insane. But also, yeah, obviously, like the CPU is super important. There's you know with Minecraft especially, there's a whole debate where whether you know what's better, single thread, multi thread. Um, I think it's been. Little, taking a little bit more use of multi-threaded CPUs, so that's at least been getting better. But you want definitely want you know multiple threads, good CPUs with the CPU not being like we try to use everything we have now is in like the three point like two plus gigahertz range, and then obviously like the turbo speed like they'll boost up to close to four which we don't like to advertise as the speed of CPUs, which I know many hosts do. They'll say we use CPUs that are, are you know, 4.0 gigahertz, for example. But then if you look into it, they're actually advertising the speed that the CPU boosts up to, like with the turbo, like with the okay. Intels. Um, mm-hmm. But no CPU will turbo to that and then stay at that 24-7, which is what you need right. for servers. So, okay. you know, it'll turbo to that for maybe, I don't know, like 10, 15 minutes tops, and then it'll start to heat up and it'll go down. Um, so I feel like that's, I think that's something to look for too, because if, because especially if somebody knew where they're like, see higher number, they're like, oh my God, great, this is better. But you're not really comparing apples to apples. So need to be right. careful with that. But yeah, just CPU speed, like in a three plus gigahertz range. Um, and then the RAM for Minecraft is important. Um, now I'm obviously curious, like st- is there a big difference between Bedrock or Java on the server side of things as far as that goes, CPU usage? and Yeah, Bedrock, Bedrock actually uses much less resources than Java version of Minecraft. So it's it's definitely a badass for that. But it also like, I think, you know, they, they saw what's happening with Java. They uh, 
you know, made Bedrock. But there's also, you know, Bedrock has the, its own issues too. But as far as uh, resource usage, Bedrock does use uh, less resources than uh, Java. Yeah. Now, but, little C, he's more of the Java player. I'm definitely all Bedrock. I can't do the mouse and keyboard thing. I'm a controller guy, <laughs> old consoles, you know, the old Nintendo. That's how I grew up. So. I find gotta have a controller. It sounds like the servers run a lot like it would like the game itself runs is the same not the same, but very similar is Java uses a lot more resources. Especially oh, yeah. vanilla Java on computers. Like I can barely and I have a RTX twenty sixty and a pretty good computer, and I can barely run over sixty FPS on Java Edition vanilla. And obviously with all the mods and stuff that are out there that boost FPS and help with performance, but I can play on Bedrock 144 fps which that's what my monitor is capped to perfectly fine and it's a really big difference in that and it sounds like that's what it is with server hosting too yeah i mean the cpu or sorry the fps like obviously that's you know that's a whole issue with java it's because it's in java like bedrock is coded in c plus plus which is more efficient, I think, and it's easier to do like the visual stuff, which is why it runs much better on your computer. Um, but on the server side, you're obviously not loading any graphics or anything, so that doesn't really matter. But on the but still, the Java even running on your computer, like right now, some of the mods they're like, oh, we recommend 10 gigabytes for you know to dedicate to the launch whatever launcher you're using for java minecraft which is like insane i know that computers have gotten better like it's more normal to see you know like 32 even more gigabytes of ram but there's still a lot of people that don't have that much ram they might have you know 12 16 gigabytes for their entire system and then i'm i'm running my laptop I'm running my laptop right now at eight gigs. That's all it has. So, and mine you know. only has sixteen. Which I want to upgrade that because I've definitely noticed while live streaming and playing Minecraft, that's pretty hard on the system to only have sixteen gigabytes of RAM. So I'm probably going to upgrade that. But yeah, that's what that seems like a very normal is around sixteen in the gaming PC world is very normal yeah. in desktops. And it's now, a cheap I, upgrade, I, really. I built my PC during in like 2020. Um, because for, for a while, like, I just had no, li- literally no room to put a PC because I was moving. I lived, like, I lived in New York for a year, like, tiny, tiny apartment with my now fiance. So I literally had nowhere to put a PC. So, like, after I built it, I'm like, I am future-proofing this thing. So I have 64 gigs of RAM. Do I need it? Uh, probably not most of the time, but I've seen it get up there. Like, I've definitely seen it, you know, if I have a lot of stuff open, especially Chrome um with a lot <laughs> right. of tabs yeah absolutely <laughs> see you know i've seen it where it gotten to as high as like 40 50 gigabytes but but it's just like insane i just opened up now and i'm at 18 and i don't even have that many things running like i have that's crazy I how have, much it yeah, can use i have two instances of discord open and then i have like chrome and it's i think i'm sure like most of it is just chrome <laughs> That's just Chrome yeah. for you. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. what we had to use today to do this interview. Unfortunately, I'm not, I just recently switched over using Chrome because I was running into a lot of issues with Firefox, actually. Yeah. Right, it, anything else you wanted to touch on from US Roadhog's questions? We have several more here, too. Yeah. No. So that's the CPU. I guess I'll go through the rest of them a little bit quicker. Uh, so the, how did the prices impact us? Things were high. Actually, the CPUs weren't an issue. What was an issue, and it's been kind of uh, up and down, is 
it ram like in in the last whatever years i don't know like five years we've seen ram prices like skyrocket and then go back down then it'll skyrocket again because in i forgot it was like three years ago maybe four years ago at this point something happened there's like a huge chip shortage because and there was like no ram being produced because there's something happened in uh i think taiwan where a lot of the production happening there was like some like natural disaster related stuff so like there's all these factories shut down cpus were fine it was it was harder it was hard to find cpus the prices were sort of stable but it was just harder to find them but like we've definitely seen ram prices fluctuate a ton for cpu usage we use uh we do we use both we do use intel and then we use amd um some of the recent more recent systems we started using like intel's gold cpus they've been really great and then most of our systems have two physical cpus and then um except the amd ones amd's ones we have with uh just a single cpu and we use both like amd's are great because a lot of them again like have very high clock speeds and we like to have both of them because one like not everybody needs a high clock speed right and if we get only those cpus then with those cpus you can't really have they're not meant really for server environments so that you can't put like a lot of ram into it so then our like cost per server is like significantly more expensive so we kind of try to see where like we're trying to balance our systems out so like if okay like somebody has a heavier mod pack they might be having issues on you know one node or one type of cpu and like at this point we kind we kind of know like what runs better on what so we're like hey let let us move you on this different node that has a different cpu and then you know we resolve that issue but we're also been, been trying to build that into like the initial setup so it just is done automatically so we don't even have to one deal with it and then so the customer just goes you know to the server where it's going to perform the best um and then we don't have they don't have to be moved Right, and uh, most customers, they probably aren't really worried too much about the specifications. They just want it to work, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And then, like, at, at the end of it, like, we get blamed for, you know, no matter if it's a mod pack issue, plugin issue, Minecraft issue, it's always our fault, and we're used to it. Of course. Um, and, and, but it's, we don't want to be like, hey, no, this is you, it's you doing, again, it's about, educating the customer like explaining what's happening why it's happening and so on it's it's actually if you read our reviews i i get very frustrated reading the bad ones because probably 90 percent of the bad reviews um if we look up that customer's account they never even reached out to support so like we always try to make it you know very like no matter what the issue is just make a support ticket we'll get back to you like our average reply time is 15 minutes so you don't have to wait long at all and then we'll resolve your issues so seeing somebody have like have an issue and then don't not even reach out to us and then blame us and it's an issue that's not even like our fault it's like could be could be so frustrating so we try to make it you know known as much as possible that we do have awesome support and for customers to reach out to us yeah it's really Um, hard to fix a problem when you don't even know there's a problem i run into that hosting jericho smp Whereas somebody might run into an issue and not tell me for days and then they might bring it up. Well, by that time, I don't have the backups or I can't look into it more and things like that. So that is frustrating. I totally get you. And I can't imagine 
as big of a company and you guys are so focused on customer support, that really does have to hurt a little bit inside. I know, I especially because I'm like, we can definitely solve your issue. Just like, please, please, like, if we if we don't know um, what's what's happening, like, we can't help you. And it's honestly, like, has always been one of the big, not issues, but, like, concerns. Because the, like, it's almost like the silent customers that the ones that kind of have an issue and leave. And, like, we don't know how much that's happening. Like, we can uh, guess or estimate, but that's always been, like, on our mind is like, how do we reach those customers? How we, how do we make it, make sure that everyone knows that they can reach out to us and then get immediate help? Because, because we don't want somebody, again, so especially somebody new getting a serve for their friends, family, uh, they get their email, log in, they log in and they're like, I don't know what to do from here. You know, it, right. and then we don't want people just like giving up, asking for a refund, leaving, and never even touching it again. Not even because we're losing a customer, but it's you know it's it's just bad for the entire community because like potentially you know the community or like the game loses a player, which is sad because I, as we all know, like multiplayer in Minecraft and all these games is like incredible. So seeing somebody just like give up so quickly is uh, just sad on so many levels. Yeah, and I'm definitely a troubleshooter type of person. So when I have a problem, I always want to solve it. Now, my wife, holy bookworm, she is not that way at all. She runs into problems. She just gives up, right, and puts it down and walks away. I want to figure it out and solve it. And that's awesome to hear from a hosting company that you guys are really dedicated to solve those kind of issues for sure. Yeah, and I feel like there's more and more people that are, you know, giving up. I think everybody's attention spans with TikTok and everything are getting shorter and shorter. So, so people just want it either works or they give up, but you know, definitely uh, appreciate when, when somebody reaches out, cause we, cause we do want to help them at the end of the day. Like we do have support. We have awesome support staff, you know, that's what they're there for. They love helping our customers. Uh, that's what customers pay us for. That's part yeah, of their absolutely. payment. It's not just for the server. It's just like for everything else that they get with it. Yeah, for uh, sure. Questions about motherboards. It, the desktop and like enterprise motherboards are like completely different. They're like different shape, size, and like everything. So I would say I don't want to say they're la- lagging behind desktop features of like desktop motherboards, but they just don't have a lot of the features that desktop motherboards have because they're just not needed. Like everything on like a enterprise level motherboard, you want it to be as stripped out as possible like you don't want it to have all these extra things because you're never gonna you're never gonna use them in a data center you know server hosting environment so so like if you compare them like apples to apples like they'll definitely seem you know much less featureless you know they don't they don't have you know a million usb ports because it's not needed right you're not gonna plug in a keyboard or a mouse or anything there's no built-in Bluetooth on us server motherboard. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You just don't need it at all. Yeah. All right. Our next question here came from Holy Bookworm. Did you come up with the idea or was it a collaboration with others? Referring to the server hosting or bisect in general. And I think you might have touched a bit on that. Uh yeah. So I mean mostly my idea, but I kind of, you know, it's it's definitely needed help because I've always been like I deal basically with our business side of things and then my business partner is like our CTO he does he deals with like the server tech side of things 
Um, and I definitely needed him. So like, if he said no, would I have still tried? Probably, but it'd probably be a lot more difficult because I'd have to find and convince somebody to do it with me. So, um, but thankfully, you know, he was there, he was willing, even though we live in, you know, very far away from each other. I think it was my idea, but definitely at the very start, even like there was immediate collaboration between, between us. Oh, that's awesome. It's good to know people. Yeah. All right. Next one comes from dragon shoes 17. Do you play Minecraft? How about your employees? Is it helpful to know how to play the game in order to meet the needs of your clients, or is it pretty much irrelevant when it comes to managing servers? It's funny because we talked to some people before the podcast. I actually very rarely play now, and it's we were talking about how like I'm actually like sad about it. Um, that and then we talked about how I fell out of my chair, hurt my back, can't vlog. Right. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, actually, I'm like maybe I'll play this weekend because I can't literally can't walk around or do do anything else um, hey i have a server you can join i'm just saying <laughs> but yeah like the the more you know at the beginning of course i played it and then as as we got busier and busier with the you know the company as as it grew definitely started playing less and less because every time on a computer you know like yes there's like temptation to start and play the game or any game at all but then there's also, you know, like I look at how many things need to be done and I feel guilty of like playing the game versus, you know, getting things done. Actually, I've been wanting to get a PS5 for like the longest time. I finally, for like a few months ago, I was able to get one at retail price. Uh, oh, wow. I was so excited. I got like a bunch of games for it. I played it for like, I started playing Stray, uh, the cat game. Seemed seemed really fun. Like I like just it was like e- easy, like they don't have to think too much about it. A uh, puzzle game. I played it for like three nights. I put in a lot of hours into it. And then like, I haven't touched it since. And I've been like yeah. literally looking at it and I'm like, I need to go back and finish yep. it. But, but then again, I have like so many other things to do. Yeah. I uh, totally understand that. But playing games like huge, I think it definitely helps. We encourage all our employees to play the games. Like when we hire support staff, we, you know, try to hire those that had experience, not with just like Minecraft, but like all all the other or at least some of the other games we host. Because and in even like we like anytime we add a new game or anybody like we have an account that with all the games we host on Steam that they can just log in if they just want to quickly check out a game. But we tell everyone, you know, all our staff that's like, hey, if you want to, if you like a certain game, you want to spend more time playing it, like we'll buy it for you. Like any game, you want one game, you want all the games we host, like we'll happily buy it for you if if you want to spend time playing it. And we definitely encourage it. Uh, that's because- awesome. Little C, can you imagine going to a job interview and they ask you, do you have experience playing <laughs> Minecraft? Well, you see, <laughs> I don't know if I have experience or not. I only play way too much than I should. It's, I mean, I mean, it's super, it's super important. Like, especially because if you don't know, it's, we've tried in the past where we hired, you know, people with like just good customer support experience and then just kind of see how that goes. And then it was much more difficult because they, the learning curve is, is insane. There's so much to learn. And like at the beginning, like me and Andrew, like we, we were the support for, for, I think like two, three years, like it was just me and him doing everything, wow. like wow. running the company and doing 
uh, support. Like we still had 24 seven support, which it helped that we're, you know, he's in the UK and now in, in the U S but like had no life for like two to three years. Cause like we, all the support tickets, we just handled it ourselves. And if we did not play the game, it would be extremely difficult to help somebody when they're like, Oh, like how, because we don't always get questions where it's like, oh, this isn't working. This mod pack isn't loading. Sometimes we'll even get questions where there's like an issue in the game. And again, that's the whole thing with like, no matter what happens, we get blamed. So even if like a mod pack that has issues that we did not even create had nothing, absolutely nothing to do with has issues, you know, you know, we don't want to say, no, we didn't make this mod pack, you know, go talk to the developer. That would be horrible. Like, so like our staff is trained to like, hopefully they'll know the issue or they're trained to actually like research it, look it up and like, let the customer know what the potential issue is and like help them. Like no matter what the issue is, we want to be able to help. You know, if somebody makes a ticket, they're like, I need help with my homework. Like we'll probably try to help them instead of just saying, uh, <laughs> I, I'm taking notes here. I'm, I, might, <laughs> I might need to take up on that off. No. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Yeah. I, that's just crazy to me too. And, you know, of course, Mojang can't have bugs in their game. It can't be their fault. No, of course. definitely not just no, a bug no. in the game itself. We read those every week. Something. But as a fix. consumer, like, do you want to be, like, do you want to be told that? Like, I, you know, I, I don't like, I, I know it's, I, I mean, there's different levels of consumers too. Like I, you know, like of I course. understand if there's separate, like a huge separation between like what, you know, what's like, company's fault or whatever like like if you're staying at a hotel and then you you know you have like a water main break or something and then you have no water like are you gonna yell at somebody at the receptionist that right. you're oh. not happy like it's it's not their fault they can't do anything about it but then right. it's like how's that situation handled like if you tell them again like it's problem that has nothing to do with them or like the hotel or like the experience or whatever like they have zero control over it but like what are they telling you are they like oh too bad it's not our fault go back to your room go go shower somewhere else or are they like giving <laughs> you options they're like hey like we're so sorry that you know like here's a voucher like we'll pay for you to go to another hotel like right you know, you know yeah. it's like how how much effort are they putting into in figuring this out and that's what we want to do because again like no matter what the issue is we want to be able to address it one way or another instead of just telling the customer like oh not our fault you know bye yeah yeah customer service is definitely setting people apart i deal with customer service i am one of those guys when it comes to being on the customer side so I usually want an answer right away. And if I don't get the answer I like, I go above that person. You know, I, I, that's yeah. just me, right? I'm a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. Uh, but that That's just because I have this mentality of if something's supposed to work, I want it to work exactly right. Yeah. But I you guys it's... seem like you're reaching out and really solving that problem, even if it's not on your end. Yeah. I mean, it's I wouldn't call yourself a Karen, but it's you know i think you should as if you're especially if you're paying for a service you should have there's definitely should be expectations of the level of service you're 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 gonna get and that and that's why you know that brings back the whole thing again when we have when somebody has a negative experience or like they leave us a bad review or whatever and then we farther look into it and then it never even bothered you know reaching out to us it's 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 uh you know can be frustrating 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, we want to we help you. Please let us help <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> give us a chance. Yeah, for sure. Our next comment here comes from Any Isle. Did you see a noticeable uptick in business during the pandemic? Yes, definitely. I feel like I'm sure it helped a ton, but also at the same time, we were starting like so many new initiative and th- initiatives and things and doing like all these, uh, like one of the things like we've used to never advertise. And then like around pandemic, we started like putting money towards ad budget because we were like had extra money okay. to do that. So it's hard to say like where exactly, you know, like all that growth came from, like how much you can attribute to all those other things we did versus the pandemic. But I'm not going to like sit and say like it made no difference at all because you had so many people stuck at home that like a hundred percent, you know, it helped in one way or another, whether, you know, it's just like more people getting service for themselves or like worried parents, like they have these kids that are probably driving him crazy at home and they're like they're like sure here take a server play with your sister friends like just just leave it leave us alone right. i th- I think yeah. it's it was a tough time for s- certainly everyone and i i can't imagine like being a parent and just being having kids that are stuck at home that are going going crazy because even especially like, when I, you're not used to that yeah and then like with all like homeschooling there was no like getting ready in the morning waiting for the bus so i think like everyone had just a lot more free time on their hands. Um, so um, it, it definitely it definitely helped. Yeah, we definitely saw that on Jericho SMP. We actually started with a server, actually having it on server. Our first season of Jericho was actually on PlayStation only. But season two, we started that October of 2020. And, you know, right in the middle of all that stuff going on, it was amazing how much time people actually had to play on the server and it was kind of funny because like it didn't really affect me because i have been doing online schooling for many years before that like completely homeschools kind of thing and so it didn't really affect me so it was kind of weird because i everyone had all this extra time and i'm just like nothing changed for me like i didn't have a baseball season but that's the only thing that changed like it was really weird and now when things got back to the economy got back rolling and people were going back to work and stuff i definitely saw a we lost some players you know very dedicated players because they were getting their jobs back and yeah stuff too so i'm sure that affected people having lives and not playing minecraft <clears throat> what the heck <laughs> yeah <laughs> minecraft is life it's, come on it's it's crazy i feel like it never every year it's different like especially for like pandemic aside because we have things like summer so like you have so so like art the age of our customers like it's varies you would think it's like mostly young younger kids but we have so many people playing in like 20s 30s and so you have like people going or coming back from like school breaks like the summer break which is big one then there's like holidays sometimes like during the holidays like like uh thanksgiving christmas new year's will like what's what's your guess like does it go up or go down like it it does both actually one year like we had much less and you were like, okay, probably because people are traveling with families, whatever makes sense. But then one year we'll have like where it's more customers, more orders. And we're like, okay, what's go- what's going on here? But so it's like, I think, especially now it's so unpredictable because there's like huge waves. Because one, you had people that haven't traveled for two years. So then like everyone was traveling. Then everyone was traveled. 
So like then nobody's traveling because everybody's like sick of sick and tired of right. traveling, even though like COVID is not, you know, it's still an issue, but not as big of an issue. So right. it's, it's like, it, I don't know. It's man, it's, it's weird time to, to live, to be, to be <laughs> yeah, alive. Like the last, I, the last like three years have been absolutely insane. Just in general, it's, it's weird time, weird times. So. Yeah. I, I think it affected every business out there in one way or the other. Definitely. Just everything changed up and even values like yeah. stores around us now are closing at night and they used to be open 24 hours a day, you know, and stuff like that. I miss the I see 3 a.m. Walmart runs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those used to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. There's a grocery store by uh, near me that used to close at midnight all the time. And it was great because if we ever needed something pretty late at night, like for making late dinner or just like run in to get something, it was so easy. And I think a couple of weeks ago, I went there. It was like 10, 15, we get there and we're like, I'm like, hmm, looks, looks kind of empty in the parking lot. And then we go in and it's closed. And I was like, what the hell? Then I look and now they close at 10. And I was like, no, I'm like, when did this happen? I'm like, I, I really, I, I literally took advantage of it. Maybe, you know, like three times ever but now like <laughs> right. knowing that it closes at 10 like gone. that it's not yep. an option it sucks <laughs> yeah, yeah that like yeah. one time thing you did once that's like not a big deal at all and like you don't really care that it's gone but it's just the fact that you can't do it yeah like just knowing you can't not like that it that's, was really important that's human nature like you don't care how many you know you could have done something once but like once you once you know you can't do it anymore it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> right all right. Our next question here comes from Advisory Labs. Now, I think this is a very subjective question, and I don't necessarily agree with his statement, but we'll read it anyways. Why is buying servers kind of expensive on most server hosting platforms? I disagree with that. I don't think it's expensive. We get That's probably another one of the, I wouldn't say complaints, but like maybe complaints, comments we get all the time because they're like, well, why are your... Because uh, I also like well aware that like our servers are also priced. There's like much cheaper options out there, but then you like you don't really know what you're getting. And then when you think of all the stuff that's involved, because a lot of there's a lot of hosting companies that pop in that are literally run by uh, very entrepreneurial sixteen year olds, which is amazing, awesome, good for them. But then those right. companies disappear, like, and then mm. you don't know how it's run. You don't know what. It's done with your data. Uh, right. You also lose your data. You know, we had customers that come from these hosts and are like, you know, we've heard many stories where like, oh yeah, I had a server with this host and they just disappeared. So like all their files, everything's gone. And it's especially sad with Minecraft because people have servers with worlds that are not days old. They have, some servers have worlds that are like many years old. So like imagine right. not having any backs up, backups or anything and losing that, it sucks. But if you were compared to like number one expense, obviously like we have to buy hardware. Uh, we rent and buy hardware. We most we mostly own our hardware, but we do lease it in some places. They're like harder to get, so it just makes sense to uh, right. lease versus buy. But uh, like the number one other cost after is power, like electricity. Like that's mm. basically you know huge part of what you pay because the data center. Not only like the server equipment uses a ton of power, then you have an insane amount of you know cooling equipment for the data center. And as we all know, like power costs in the last couple of years have increased. Like pretty much every single data center 
we're in increase their prices, especially in Europe, because their energy prices are like out of control. Like it's, you know, they're, oh, I think, I, I think in many countries, it's like as far, like, I think I pay here in Denver, it's, this is again, residential, but like commercial is typically cheaper, but I pay like 13 cents, I think a kilowatt hour. I think Andrew in the UK, he pays 30 or 40 cents, which is, and then like, so the commercial rates so like are, are a little bit, yeah. So commercial rates are a little bit lower, but it's still expensive. But if you do, if you do the math, actually, if you were to run a server at home on your computer, which would require it to be on twenty four seven, it's yeah. actually more expensive than like paying a host. Um, the, of right. course, it depends like what plan and everything. But if you just look at the power, the piece of it alone it already makes it more expensive. Then you have, you know, obviously like you're also paying internet, you're paying for internet no matter what, but all, but then there's also like the wear and tear on your hardware. But also like the second biggest, exp- well, actually power is technically the second ex- biggest expense. The first one is like staff. Like we offer yeah. 24-7 support. We have staff all around the world. If you make a support ticket, on average, we'll get back to you in less than 15 minutes. Most of the time, it's actually much quicker uh, the only reason it's at 15 minutes because we have tickets that some of tickets that have to sit for, you know, sometimes uh, anywhere for a couple hours to like days because we're either waiting on a customer or like we're looking into something. And it, it, it takes, you know, some issues takes a while to resolve because we're on waiting on something. So that what drives that. But most of the time you'll get a reply very quickly. And to be able to accomplish that, you have to have staff. You have yeah. to pay those staff. There's some hosts that have volunteer staff, which is very questionable to me. Right. Because if you yeah. have volunteer staff, you're obviously saving money. You could uh, offer your services for less. But then these people are dealing, again, with your like data, your personal information. Right. Like I and- don't want volunteer staff dealing with my data. Like I, you know, like as we have employees, you know, they have... Uh, we have contracts with them, NDAs and all all of that. And then, yeah. And then like, you obviously want to pay those employees well for them to want to stick around. Because if you don't, like they're not going to want to stick around. They're not going to want to do a good job. And then also like benefits, like we have pretty good benefits we offer. I'm, I'm sure there's like better ones, but we're like very generous with time off and everything. Like we don't make all our staff work. It's actually, we schedule them for, so typically, if you work at a company, you work eight hours, then you have a 30-minute launch. So you're at work for at least eight and a half hours. We right. only schedule people for eight hours, and we give them 45 minutes of breaks, like uh, lunch, break, what, however they want to use it. So they're all working for seven hours and 15 minutes, and we pay them for eight. So I think that's you know pretty desirable. Right. And also yeah, working, absolutely. working from home is pretty great. We give three weeks three weeks of PTO to start with five, you know, sick days, all, all of that. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah. that's, you know, that's where those costs come in when you start adding all that up. Um, yeah, it gets absolutely. expensive. I think that's for any business and, you know, you get all kinds of people and they don't quite understand how things run, even yeah. running our Minecraft server that we own, you know, doing that, it, it there's, cost for me you know i'm paying a server host right and so there's real cost now we get donations and i'm so thankful to have our players that help out with that it's amazing there's always more to think about with anything even when you 
go buy a donut. You know, there there's cost involved. Yeah. I'm a truck driver and I'm hauling this stuff. I know what you guys are paying me, you know? I I think it's a fair stuff. question though, because I think a lot of people don't consider because they, you know, they're like, oh, what? You have a computer somewhere running the server. Like, why why is it so so expensive? Like, there's, you know, there's so many, I don't want to say hidden costs, but there's like costs that they don't see. Because even, right. you know, so you have the hardware, the hosting, you have all your employees. Uh, we have an insane amount of like, the, the amount we pay monthly in like subscription services because everything moved, you know, moved to subscription services, yeah. which is like better for those companies. Some things should not be in subscription services that we pay for, but it is, it is what it is. Um, and things only premium. have gotten more, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> things only gotten more expensive. Uh, like we, you know, yeah. the control panels we pay for, even like we have live chat, we have to pay, for the live chat software licensing and there's just just so many things okay um and they add up in like very very quickly and then not to mention like the hardware eventually we're gonna have to go and spend an insane amount of, like it's you know millions of dollars to replace all the hardware and that money has right. to come from somewhere um yeah absolutely all right. Yeah, I think you answered that. I, I, I think you did great with that, actually. I, I first read that question. I'm like, I don't know about that. I mean, I have a test server for Jericho and it's yeah. not expensive at all and it runs fine. So, you I, know, I'm glad know. I'm glad it was asked because that's I think that's a really good question to ask. And, you know, I and I hope whoever, you know, listens to this is kind of a little bit more educated that didn't realize how many costs are truly involved in this. Yeah, absolutely. Our next question here comes from Kangamar. I'm a longtime listener of the podcast and I've been using Bisect Hosting for over a year. Their customer service is amazing. They have always replied and solved any issue in minutes and I can't recommend them highly enough. I only pay about $30 a year for my Bedrock Hosting package that allows 12 players to play together and to get this level of support for paying so little is amazing. Well done guys. Was so delighted to see Bearded Sloth post that you would be on the show. Keep up the good work. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's I. It's it's so satisfying for you know like me and our like support staff to see stuff like that. Anytime uh, support members mention in the like a review, we usually like will if show it to them because it makes people happy. Like you know that they make a difference, and it is so incredibly hard to get satisfied customers to leave reviews versus like those that are not happy um so like right. we, we, we yep. love hearing stuff like this <laughs> yeah that, that is very true when i think about it i don't really leave reviews on stuff if i'm really happy with it now right. if i'm like overly like this was the best thing ever then i might yeah. but like yeah. if it's just like okay this was exactly what i was expecting it was good i'm probably not going to leave a review whereas oh it was a piece of junk I might leave a review and that's really, that's just, I think human nature, but it, that's really interesting to hear from your perspective of owning a company that deals with that very closely. And I feel like that, I feel like people should be more open to leaving reviews on everything and to give more info just yeah. overall. So if you are a customer of Bisect Hosting, go leave them a good review right now. Please, yeah. G and guess if you have how a problem, many, reach out. Guess what percentage of people leave reviews that we send requests to i don't know i, 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 I think would probably guess. like like around 15 to 20 percent. i'd say pretty low yeah I, I was thinking yeah about 10 percent is what i was 
going with? Less than 1%. Oh, wow. wow. That's <laughs> crazy. That's yeah. It's, it's that's... wild. When, like, when we started, uh, you know, have the ability to track that, I was like blown away. Wow. It's even like, even yeah. like the opening rate is so low for people to even like open the email to see like what we're asking. And then that's obviously then reduced to even like lower percentage. So yeah, it's like l- less than 1%. It's, um, it feels like the, the whole like content creator YouTube dilemma where people are like less than 1% of people subscribe to me, please subscribe. And it's, <laughs> right. it's I always thought that was interesting. Um, as I well. suppose you gotta assume the other ninety nine percent are just happy then, right? Or they're or they're having issues and just leaving, which like what something oh, yeah. we talked yeah, about that, before. Yeah, yeah, which that's very as you've already said. That must be so annoying as someone who owns a company. You're like, just reach out, we'll fix it. Yeah. All you have to yeah. do is ask. Yeah, that, yeah, that we got seems like Discord, which is. More unofficial, we have moderators there, um, and we keep like the so they don't really have access to people's servers and information, but they'll still answer like some of the basic questions. You know, they know our company well enough to do so. But then, yeah, we have like tickets we have that are literally twenty four seven. Never, you know, there's never a day where like we don't have somebody checking those. And then we have live chat where you can talk to somebody live. That's not twenty four seven. It's more like uh, around twenty hours a day. You know, still, there's definitely many options. And we're like, we're happy to, again, happy to help just as long as you reach out. Yeah, absolutely. So that sums up all the listener questions. Little C, is there anything that you want to ask him? Everything that I've thought of, either the listeners asked, you listeners, you guys are too smart. Stop getting into my brain and stealing my questions. (laughs) And then we gone over it already because there's a lot of stuff that just doing this has taught me like so much more. And I appreciate appreciate the server hosting way more now because i just and this is something even with jericho i don't really do much of the back end stuff i'm i more, know yeah 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 i do most of the front end kind of like you know making it look pretty i gotta make sure the discord's running and all of that stuff and i didn't know that but then bs over here will sometimes tell me about it and like help like me to explain all the stuff he does and that's what this has really done and I'm very appreciative of that because server hosting, I was like, yeah, I mean, I knew it was more than just a computer in a room. I knew there was a lot to go through. But the amount that especially it sounds like you and Bisec do a lot of work for customer support. And that's something if I was running a hosting company would not be my top priority. Right. But it's really it sounds really yeah. important to educate the people because you don't just want them, even if like worst case scenario is they leave and they don't come back. Even if you taught them something, that can just benefit the game community as a whole. No, I mean, yeah. definitely. I, I'm glad this exists. Just, you know, I'm glad we exist. I'm glad all the other hosting companies exist. You know, competition is always good for the consumer because that's always going to make, you know, products uh, better and better. But like overall, it's, you know, it's it's an amazing thing because especially like Minecraft, you know, I, before there was nothing like it. And the amount of things you can learn from Minecraft, you know, you have so, some people that are just started playing just to play. And now they're like full-fledged Java developers making money, either having their own little bit like server as a business or like making plugins and selling those. It, it's, it's, it's awesome. Like I, I always talk about, I would love to know if, I don't even know how you would do this, but I would love like to know 
the total economic impact of Minecraft between all the YouTubers, you know, that's like the most watched right. game on YouTube, like, and the amount of ad revenues being made just from that is like, if you add it up, has to be insane. Then all the servers, like, you know, the whole, the Hytale game coming out, that started as from Hypixels, a, a Minecraft server turned right. gaming studios. I know now it's owned by someone else, but that still came from probably was at first tiny Minecraft server. Now they have, you know, tens of thousands of players online at the same time and then have some so many awesome creative uh mini games and everything it's 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 pretty crazy i know i've been i do a little bit i've seen videos or just some like articles and i don't know i know minecraft is probably a multi-billion dollar industry at this point with just the game itself and then like the marketplace and stuff on bedrock edition and realms built into the game and then you get outside of it with servers there's like ranks on servers and stuff like that there's server hosting, there's the YouTubers, there's like all the content creators. It's amazing how big of an impact Minecraft has on just the world in general. Like I can go to the store and buy cereal that is Minecraft cereal at this point. Like that's crazy how big of an impact the gaming industry and especially Minecraft just has on the world. No, it's wild. But I I learned something interesting last year, but in like China, so China has like a, there's like a China edition of Minecraft. And there's, as of like, uh, end of last year, it was like 600 million players, which is like, I think the US is like two, two or 300 million. I think it's like 200. And then the, the, you know, just in China, 600 million players. That's like Minecraft. Wow. It's wild. Because they have their own edition. They can't play like with us because the dictatorship of the government, like you can't do this on the internet. But they have their own version there. So Minecraft's still making an impact in a place that most games and like YouTube and stuff can't make the impact. Minecraft is still there. And it's just everywhere. It's funny because when Microsoft bought it, it was like 1.2, 1.3 billion, something like that, right? And I was like, wow, this is, I was like, this is insane. I'm like, that's an insane amount of money. I'm like, how will they, I'm like, what's, you know, what do they see in this? And like, how do they think they're going to make this money back? They're like, they like made it back so many times over now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they've made plenty. Absolutely. And they're still making it every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely a Minecraft consumer. Yeah, I have a few too many Minecraft things around my office. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think what one, sorry, one of the interesting things was like the fluctuations of players. There's players that, you know, played 10 years ago, I think came back when one of the big, more recent big updates, the Caves and Cliffs updates. So you had, you know, people that haven't touched it in years, but they played it as, you know, may, like literally when they were like teenagers. Now they have done with college, have jobs, married. So they like saw the new updates and they came back. So it's, that's also like an interesting interesting about it that not only you have you know like younger kids playing it but now you have all these 20 30 year olds that are like came back to the game that used to play a long time ago so it's it's pretty it's pretty wild just because of how be- long it's been around it's becoming nostalgic for a lot of people even like yeah. who played mm-hmm. it when it came out and they're like well i remember playing minecraft and then they come back to it and well probably at first they're like what the heck happened to this place i thought there were like two blocks last time i yeah. played and now there's these thousands of stuff, but they're probably like, wow, this just, and it hasn't changed where it's a different game. It mm-hmm. almost feels like that with more recent updates. 
but you can still feel the Minecraft aspect to it of that Alpha Day Minecraft. Yep. You're like, wow, this is so cool to see how it's built up. Yeah, and it spans such a wide age group. Even on Jericho SP, we have anywhere from 13 to roughly 60 years old playing on the server. I myself, I'm 39. I've been playing since 2014, is when we started playing, and I still love it. Absolutely. And I didn't grow up with that, but those kind of games, I love the open world type game. And I started, I remember finding SimCity and that, that set it for me back then. Yeah. You know, and those style games for sure. And Minecraft just plays into that. Is Minecraft definitely your number one game on Bisec? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still, still is. We've definitely been adding more games and like diversifying, uh, but it's still num- number one game, and it's just I think it'll con- continue to be for a while. Like it's it's hard to imagine it just like starting to drop off because again you have new people joining, all you know, then like people coming back, and I think then people that are playing now might get bored, you know, stop playing in a couple years, but then like there could be a new update, then they come back because like what other game that's more than ten years old do you ever talk about? And you're like, oh, yeah, I really miss playing it. Or like you still play and it's still like little CSAD feels the same because, yes, there's so many new things added to Minecraft. There was something we were talking about uh, like recently. And I was like, oh, yeah, when did this get added? And I looked it up and it was like six years ago. And I thought it was like a fairly <laughs> new. And I was like, what? I'm like, really? No, like, I couldn't believe it. Um, but still, I can still load it up the latest version. And I'll still know how to do it. You know, I still know that I, right. the first thing I need to do is go punch a tree. And then it'll feel like it did, you know, 10 years ago. Not, but now, like, if you wanted to do more, there's, like, so much more to do. That's yeah. what's cool is it's not limiting. It's not requiring you to even do the new stuff. Like, there's a few new things that are coming yeah. out that make it change. But it's really the same thing. You can punch a tree. You go mining. You kill the ender dragon. If that's all you want to do, like you did five six years ago you can or you can go and do all these new things so it's really however you want to play the game and they're doing a really good job at keeping that yeah Yeah, and i think it it plays into all levels of gameplay holy bookworm my wife she is definitely still a noob and she's been playing as long as we have not as much but she has been playing a while and she's still really noobish i would say and then little c over there you're great at building yeah, and I try my best. Making it look all party, <laughs> right? And I like doing some of the technical stuff or learning how the farms work and things like yes, that. Yes, you like doing the technical stuff, yep. making it way harder for me <laughs> to make it party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're always fighting. And this season on Jericho, we're actually basing together, all three of us. And it's been a lot of fun, but we all have totally different play styles. And to bring that together we're always fighting each other on well we need to do this and stuff like that i'm definitely i when when i used to play a lot i'm like i'm a terrible like at being creative i always lived in caves like (laughs) the easiest way (laughs) decorated my biggest thing was i would i loved organizing my storage room so when they added like picture frames and you can add like what item is in it, it was like awesome. Uh, but I definitely always uh, lived in cave. But cave. Okay, but I got a very important question for you guys: Have you ever killed the Ender Dragon? 
<laughs> so many times. Yeah, it's like, really? I find it amazing how many players don't. Like, I, a lot. I've, I get it I've if never done PvP it. Player. And like, it's one of my like favorite memes when it started like popping up. Or like all these memes, like, <laughs> right. like how long have you been playing Minecraft? Like, oh, like seven years. I, I'm an expert now. How to do this? Play it every day. And they're like, have you ever killed an Ender Dragon? And people are like, uh, no. <laughs> that's just the beginning. Now, yeah, that's yeah. like we do it so many times because we rely so much on the Elytra, which allows you to fly around now. And then yeah. you have shulker boxes, which are just chests you can have in your inventory. So to us, we see the Ender Dragon as just, it's more of an inconvenience than it is a boss fight at this point. It's like, okay, yeah, we yeah. gotta kill the Ender Dragon so we can get to the good stuff. But, but I feel like before all those items were added, like, people were like, yeah, there's Ender Dragon, but like, I'm not gonna bother doing it. <laughs> That's so right. true. I remember before we got that and we're like, okay, we, we still tried to kill the Ender Dragon because we wanted to see that in screen. Like, yeah, that was a yeah. huge deal, is that little story that isn't connected to minecraft at all even the author didn't even play minecraft of it that's something that came out more recently in the news of minecraft and that's cool but like it's just a story like that isn't even that related to minecraft but it was so important to that like back in the day it's like we finally did it we get to see the right. end of the game if yep. you like yeah. and it's really not the end that's what's amazing about it yeah, especially no. now when they added all the news well to me it's still new like you were saying you know it, but that was a while ago now with the end update. 1.9, I think, and 1.19. Wow. Yeah, that, so. that's a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, I, I love doing that stuff. I Fighting the end and stuff, that's actually, today, Little C, you actually found the end portal for Season 4 of Jericho SMP. Yeah, and it's also in, when it, this is something cool that I found. So the portal is in the same dimension where the new warden in the ancient city, which is a very recent, that was in the most recent update, was added. That's terrifying because the warden made Minecraft into a horror game. And usually you can just <laughs> avoid it, but you can't because the stronghold is right on top of the skulk biome or the deep dark, Ooh. I think. I had a, I think I about had a heart attack because the screen went dark, which means the warden was summoned. I was able to run away. I did not die, but I had a minute heart attack. So that was, yeah. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Now, that's something too. We hold off. We started this season. December 31st and so we tried to hold off we waited till what two uh, weeks two weeks before this releases I think and for the nether before we open that and we have expert players or we have the noobs a whole wide range well the expert players they're ready to go first day they want to beat the ender dragon get all the shockers and all that well then kind of takes away from the fun and you want the the beginner players time to build up to what they need to do that and stuff and also we want this will last for a whole year usually our seasons last for a whole year so if you do it all on the first day then you have to set your own goals which is fun of minecraft yeah but it does take away from keeping the community engaged with the server yeah i think i haven't counted exactly but we're somewhere between 35 and 40 accepted players for this season already which is awesome, and and we'll continue about that number for a while. I'm I'm hoping throughout the whole season. No, of that's course, awesome. Have, yeah, I'm a you. You always. I've have always been farmer. I'm like, I just want to build a farm, just hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, farming yeah. is oddly satisfying in Minecraft, and I've also yeah. played games like Farming Simulator. I would uh, not I, think driving a tractor around and just farming for three hours would be fun. No, well, it's extremely satisfying. 
all those games are like they, it's 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 weird how satisfying they are. But like I used to be, I used to love uh, Harvest Moon. I don't know if you guys ever played it. And then when uh, Stardew Valley got released, and it's like basically fixed what was you know what people did not like about Harvest Moon games, and it okay. was just it was it was awesome. But so now would, you talked would, about time earlier and how you struggle with time and not having time to play Minecraft. Well, my problem is I like games. I have a PlayStation in my truck. I have a PlayStation at home. I want to play all these games, but I have to play Minecraft first and foremost. And then between trucking and the podcast and everything, I really don't have time to play any other game. I, I love that you have one in the in the truck. That's awesome. <laughs> you got to. I mean, yeah. And, and I have my gaming laptop, too. And that's because I used to only play on PlayStation. And then we'd use... Uh, phone app basically to mm-hmm. be able to connect to the server yeah and that's a great way to do it but there you know the playstation isn't nearly as supported with it and it's so much better on the computer and now that i'm coding add-ons and things like that we have a snooze pack so only one player has to sleep and things like that for bedrock edition uh, i gotta have the laptop now though i still hook my playstation controller up to my laptop to play my biggest thing is i can't go away from having two monitors now now that I have that with my computer, because I'll have on my main monitor the game, but then the other one, I'll either be watching a YouTube video or a podcast or something, or I'll be looking up a tutorial. How do I do this? How do I? Because there's a lot of things I don't know about Minecraft, which you think I would. And I'm trying to learn that. We talked about that in last week's show. I'm trying to learn a lot more like well-rounded info on Minecraft as a whole, but I really don't. So I have to either look it up on the wiki or a YouTube video. And that's, I, that's something I can never live yeah. without now. That whole part of like Minecraft is insane. It's, it's even when you like you started, like you you literally cannot play Minecraft without the wiki be, because <laughs> like like for crafting, like it would be so difficult to just figure out the recipes by yeah you know randomly pla- that. placing things on a on the workbench. Yeah, definitely, and that's something they changed. That's something we never dealt with. On like PS3, there was always the menu where you could just find the item you want and craft it. But on Java Edition, for a long time, yeah, it was you had to just figure it out or look it up. I remember I have the old Minecraft like book guides, like the old ones, and those used to be so helpful. You'd be like, okay, how do you do this? And now most of them are outdated. Right. It's yeah. fun to go back and look at and be like, wow, that's how we knew how to do stuff. Or some of the older builds in those books and stuff, you looked at them then, you're like, wow, that's amazing. And you look at it now and you're noob. Yeah, my, my, my first, like, it's it, like taking it to a whole nother level again before, you know, there was any ability to add any sort of, like, guiding into the game. Like playing uh, Tech It, like the first, probably, I think that popular mod pack that people really got into is it was insane like you a hundred percent needed a guide because like with all the new additional like machinery and everything like you you could not (laughs) just figure it out on your own Um, i remember watching those mod packs on youtube and i was just so i never got into mod packs or anything i've always played either survival with like pvp stuff i've never gotten into the in-depth survival modded stuff Mm -hmm. mainly because my brain is just like no, you can't handle that. Your brain is very <laughs> small, and that mod pack needs big brain people to play it. And it's just there's so much. And it it's, also, yeah. I don't want, like, because I have this is I want to do like my own single player and stuff, 
But most of the time, I'm like, I just want to play Jericho because there's a lot of people who there's stuff I need to get done, like the Welcome Center, which I still need to work on that, and a lot of stuff like that that I've had a project and I need to get it finished for the server. And it can be hard to balance that between like playing the mods and testing stuff and just doing that on Jericho. Yeah, for sure. I think time, I think everybody struggles with that in all kinds of ways. I always tell people Jericho's priority, though, for our players. So. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's 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 fun too. I mean, playing with playing with others, just others is just the best. Um, and I'm, I first... I'm definitely a single player type of guy. I'm not social in real life at all. I'd rather not be around people. But and here I am owning a Minecraft server. You know, it it just it's an oxymoron, really. It's so weird how I don't really like talking to people as much in real life, but I can do this. Like this interview, I have no problem with. Whereas even like a normal phone call, I couldn't do as well. It's just something about I don't know what it is, but it's so weird. And you have Minecraft in common with all these people too on the server and stuff and you don't feel like you're being judged for that because you all play minecraft you're all a bunch of minecraft nerds like it's just what you are like you're not it's it's so interesting how that stuff is now something max i don't know if you're aware of or not but having a hosting company you're actually impacting people's lives in more ways than i think you think about sometimes for instance, on Jericho, we have several families. We have different people come in, kids and whatnot. And it's amazing the relationships that get built within the Minecraft server. Oh, no, it's so like the server that I used to have is it's still around and it's managed. Like I don't go on it, don't manage it, don't really have anything to do with it at all now. But it's wild because there's people on it that are like were literally children now they graduated college they're like had kids themselves like are married i had somebody message me on linkedin and they're like hey do you remember me and i like just recognized the name and i was like oh my god i'm like no way (laughs) i'm like like, you're a real adult now so yeah and then there's some things it's actually this happened like probably i know it happened once for sure but so when somebody terminates, when somebody cancels a server on like Minecraft, we do it for other games too now, but we'll actually keep the files for, and right now we have people's worlds and files going back to nearly three years. So somebody who canceled oh, wow. a server, you know, pretty much three years ago can buy a new server and then request literally their old files to be put on their server which is like you know like you talked about nostalgia earlier like that's incredible because most people do not like back up their worlds and keep them on their computer or like save um so we do send out like emails to remind people that that's an option and we had somebody to take advantage of a world where they lost a friend and only thing they had to like kind of remember them what they did a lot together is they had this Minecraft server. So we were able to like give those files to them. And that was like, you know, real, really awesome. That's, you know, that's not a way I never would think that we would do something like that. Never like crossed my mind, but then actually being able to provide it to them was like really awesome because I'm sure, you know, I can't even imagine how impactful it was for them to receive these files. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I definitely have made true friendships on Jericho SMP. You know, that will probably last the rest of my life. 
and that is so cool and and that's because of a hosting thing when we decided to host a server like you know open up a server for minecraft we were on playstation so at that time they didn't have realms available officially so we were looking into these other things and we actually started with you with bisect hosting and i had no idea what i was doing and opened it up and it was but just being able to do that and then we had to connect with people right you have to recruit essentially to get players and we did that and we made some really good friendships and we still have some of those players from the very beginning that got through all of our growing pains and everything like that and they're playing today in a huge part of still season four and like just like friends in general like even on jericho on our discord and stuff like we'll just talk about normal life and stuff like we're just a big family pretty much where yeah we call amazing yeah when we welcome people we welcome them to the jericho family and that's the way it is you know so it's awesome really is amazing there's a unity the company like the game same company as the gaming engine they did like a study where last year uh, like worldwide, it was like more than is like I just pulled up the numbers. It's like fifty two percent of global population plays games, and then seventy seven percent of those play multiplayer. So like you know, it's it's huge. It's you know, it's definitely a huge bonding thing. Like this is awesome to talk to you guys about this because like I you know I don't talk like my I don't know if my parents still know a hundred percent what I do. You know, there's been so <laughs> many years they were like when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I do have a real job. Like, I know you don't understand, but, right. but, uh, yeah. but you know, they finally left me alone about this. Um, but like, you know, I don't talk to, you know, most of my friends actually in like real life do not play video games. Like I don't talk to them about games, jobbering. Like the only people I talk to about games is like, you know, either coworkers or just, people in their discord or like you guys like so having these like conversations is 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 re- is really awesome because i'm like it's like i'm it's surprising uh because i'm actually like extremely shy in person when um i meet people like i'm very reserved i'm like it takes me a long time to open up to people and like i have a very small group of friends i'm like all you know i need you know less than t- 10 people that i'm like very close with and then like i'm completely fine i don't need to be a social butterfly in any sense uh, or 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 anything like that so and so this is you know this is awesome um and, and it, it it's kind of weird that like why why is that like all these connections that are so awesome are you know virtual like it's all these conversations happen online and then like yeah like why don't i have more friends and right you know in real life that are like into this type of stuff right yeah absolutely i definitely have that like i have and a lot of even like most of the friends that i have in real life are because we talk about video games like i have one of like my best friend he actually plays on our minecraft server we maybe would have been friends without that, but probably not. Like without playing like Minecraft, we talk like we used to play together and stuff. Right. Like you for, wouldn't be as close as you are. Yeah, and like it's so weird how even in real life friends who I know because of real life are because or a lot of them are because of video games. And like yeah. yeah, it's so weird trying to explain that to people who aren't in this world at all. Like very, trying to explain to very. them we yeah. It's connections online and like 
some people will understand it. They're like, or some people will be like, yeah, okay, totally. Yeah, you definitely do that. But like, it's such a big impact on stuff. I would definitely, if it wasn't for Jericho SMP, I would be so isolated from everybody. Now we have a big church community that we're involved with and stuff, but they don't share this interest with me for the most part. I always love it when I run into somebody at church and they say something about Minecraft and my eyes just light up, you know? <laughs> Usually it's the little talk. kids that yeah. are like, yeah, exactly. Have you heard about this in Minecraft? <laughs> and then he yeah. just it's like, so true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. It's always like somebody way younger than you. And you're like, you're like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Not- I'm always hanging out at the kids table. That's just where I'm at now. But that's okay. And I love that, though. And they are true relationships. They really are. And they're true friendships. Whether you ever meet that person in real life or even know their real name and not just their gamer tag, you know, but no, I I agree. Yeah. I I mean, there's, you know, I've made some great friends and connections on online, like just our partners, just people would deal with in general. Like I probably will never meet you know, 99.9% of them, but it's still like great to talk to them online, you know, you know, see, asking them how they're doing. They're asking me how I'm doing. It's just like, even if we don't talk, you know, there sometimes there's like weeks, months, but then like random, like check-in messages. It, it's, it's really nice. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Max, anything else you want to talk about? I think it's uh, about time to wrap this up. I think we covered pretty much everything um yeah thank you thank you for having me this is again like super super fun you know like like-minded individuals dis- discuss this whole yes. thing that's yes. uh it's like a, a separate world you know in, in our own world <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> definitely most definitely and we really appreciate you being on the show uh again that's bisect hosting we will have a link in the description, of course. So find that however you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, it's going to be there somewhere. So be sure to find it. As always, feel free to email us with any questions or comments for future shows. Our email is contact at theblockpartymc.com. You should join our Discord to be part of the fun. That's where the most fun is taking place. You can also call or text us at one two six zero two 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 seven two four zero. But before we go, it is of course time for everyone's favorite part of the show, Holy Bookworms Joke of the Week. How does Darth Vader like his toast? On the dark side. <laughs> All right, thank you, Holy Bookworm. Really love that. I do you love dad jokes? These are mom jokes. They even get cringier. They get worse than dad jokes. <laughs> D- dad joke i've never heard the term mom joke but uh big fan of dad jokes <laughs> i I'm very right. big fan of puns yes absolutely all right make sure to tell your server hosting company to check out bisect hosting with the link in the description and check out all the ways to listen jericho smp info our youtube channel bedrock add-on packs and so much more at theblockpartymc.com Thank you for being here. We truly appreciate it. Be sure to send us your questions on our Discord website. Text us at one two six zero two 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 seven two four zero, or email us at contact at theblockpartymc.com. I am Bearded Sloth. BS out. And I'm Little C. And goodbye, everybody. Bye.